0: You're listening to the Beyond Podcast with your host, Timmy Riggs. In this episode, I sat down with Pastor Lewis McLean, a longtime pastor at BFC and uh, an incredible human being. We just talked about the ways in which God helps develop us over our years to be an overcover. I hope you enjoy. Well, what's up, guys? Uh, I'm Timmy Riggs. This is the Beyond Podcast, and I'm here today with um, man, someone I love a lot, and someone that a lot of people love a lot. A, a lot of people love a lot for real, <laughs> and that is Pastor Lewis McLean.
1: So, Lewis, thanks for being on here with us. Thank you. I'm, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. A little bit scared. A little bit nervous. Yeah, I get it. I know. <laughs> I always feel a little angsty too. Um,
0: a couple things. Let me just intro, Lou. Um, Lewis, you are you feel good about telling your age is that oh my goodness 67 67 so i'm 27 so you got 40 years of true experience (laughs) on me and uh you share it well you know and uh you're such an encourager and even last night as i was falling asleep i was like hey i'm interviewing lewis tomorrow i hope i don't cry i'm serious (laughs) because like there's just so many times where i think about you and um i wish we were closer but as close as we are still i'm just like he's influential in my life. for As a mentor that will go down for the rest of my life as someone oh. that, that shaped a lot of who I wanna be. Um, I've heard, I'm gonna stop talking in a second, but I've heard where people say, you know, I wanna be like Jesus. Um, <laughs> But Lewis McLean will do, and that's, that's exactly how I feel about it. But, so 67, you, you like sports. Tell us about some of the activities that you still get after.
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, of course, I always watch sports on TV, but what I really enjoy doing, there's two sports. And one is cycling, and I got into a cycling probably about 30 years ago, and uh, it's my escape. It's my, I get on my bike and I go riding out by the lake or on a trail and, and that's where um, God probably gives medicine to my soul, mm. the best place. Uh, the other sport I like is tennis. And I started playing tennis when I was in college, and uh, I took a little bit of a break from tennis when I had children. And one time, uh, my wife's eye was twitching, and uh, and we had to make a decision on priorities. I I chose to stop playing tennis for about ten years. Wow! And uh, and then Rita, when the kids got a little older, she said, "You can go back to playing tennis now." But uh, that was one of those uh, marriage-saving decisions. Yeah. <laughs> But tennis is uh, just real fun. I play maybe once a week, um, you know, uh, get out there and play doubles, have a good time. That's
0: so cool. And that, so the marriage thing, that's fun because you've, you've uh, listened to a couple of, of my stories and counseled us through some <laughs> yeah. things. Remember the one time in uh, in our little cafeteria, I went on some big long story and I can't even, ultimately your bottom line was, was to love her and to listen and whatever, but
1: such. Yes. Um, so good counsel do you golf have you ever gotten that? I, I i golf once every three years whether i need to or not okay yeah so i've got a set of clubs someone gave me and um and so but no i i, I don't I'm, i might i might pick that up in yeah. the future but uh, right now tennis and cycling keep me busy that's so good i love that
0: you stay active that's my goal when it comes to health and working mm-hmm. out and stuff um is that it's not so much of hey how Buff, can I get whatever at twenty seven? It's how can I make sure that at sixty seven I'm still active, yeah, alive, I'm, alive? Yeah. is what I'm really shooting for. Playing with my grandkids like you, playing yes, tennis, yes, you know, um, yeah. uh, riding my bike. Uh, okay, so uh, and this is a last little bit of introduction. You have been a pastor for a long time, um, but also have been a pastor here, and yeah. you have even done so. Right now, I'm kind of I, I have a lot of focus on our online department and some of our college department, and. Um, you also did college here.
1: And tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll talk yeah. about the message. Um, I was a layperson. I was in hospital administration. I had no uh, training or preparation for ministry. And uh, right in the middle of all that, uh, I was a layperson. And I taught high school, taught college Bible studies and stuff. And just that, that's the way I thought I was going to do. And God just kind of changed directions, right in the middle of all that, and uh, said, I-, I want you to join the staff at BFC. So that was 37 years of uh, ministry off and on. I worked with high school and uh, for about a year and a half, and then university for about eight and a half years, and then went back into hospital administration and got my master's in business. Well, then the church hired me as a business administrator, did that for about 10 years. And then now I've been kind of what they call executive pastor uh, for quite a few years. And yeah. so um, th- this is this is home. This is the church I grew up in. And uh, it's real rare you get to serve all these years in one place. Yeah, and So man, that's so cool. And I think that
0: could, that speaks to just your story, just you're your consistent, you know, that mm-hmm. is a, he, that is such an attribute, you know. Um, I remember uh, listening to a pastor one time, and he was like, "You know what? When you're looking for a spouse, or you're you're working through your relationship with your spouse, like, you know what? One attribute is just really attractive." And uh, he's like, "That's consistency." He's <laughs> like, "Not you stop caring about some of these other things, you know, because you just want a life that is consistent." And that's something yeah. that you're great at, and um, so I love that. So let's get into the. message. Pastor Rick um, preached an absolute... wonderful message to wrap up our overcomer series and when i was thinking through hey who can i interview and talk to about these these uh messages you came to my mind just the idea of being an overcomer not i don't know your whole story and i don't know if you necessarily had a whole bunch of mountains to climb but again it's that consistency just day in day out Mm -hmm. lewis Mm -hmm. is going to overcome any small or big obstacle in his way um and so You know, um, Rick kind of asked us in the beginning of his message here, and as you can see it in my notes, would you describe yourself as a victim or a victor, or an overcomer or being overcome? And I have the answer for you, but just what do you think, and how how have you gotten there in life?
1: I I think uh, as I was raised, I think both my parents uh, were just uh, so positive. And uh, they had goals, and they said some things. And I, and I think they also said, um, you know, just, um, you know, do one day at a time. And, and my, my dad was an overcomer, uh, just the different things that he had to face in his life. And, and I caught it. I just caught it from him that that's how I'm supposed to view. I mean, just don't let the outside circumstances control who you are, but just be an overcomer. And uh, as you face maybe a small problem, you see it? Okay, I can overcome that small problem. I can fix that problem. Or sometimes I've had to face some big mountains. And uh, and I've noticed that uh, it, it's, not, it's not a sprint. It's always always uh more like a marathon how long did it take for you to get to that because
0: most of my life i'm always trying to get to the next thing and and i actually have a little phrase that i hold on to in the meantime right Mm because i want to make sure that i'm living in the meantime it's so easy for me so what kind of tips do you have and when did you really kick that in to helping some of us who are a little bit "Ah, i gotta get to the next thing live you know in
1: day to day well let me just tell you the truth. Uh, A lot of the things that have happened to me, um, it was God. I mean, a lot of the things that have come to me, it wasn't me. Okay, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be. I mean, this is kind of like almost anti— the motivational uh, approach to it. Yeah. But, but what has happened as I've just kind of learned some of the basic principles of how you deal with people and how you treat people. Um, uh, God was teaching me way, way back as a kid. I said, and he taught me, uh, treat people with respect. Look at the person that doesn't have a friend and love them. Uh, spend time with people other people don't spend with, and I felt like that was directive. That was a directive from God. I said, I can do that. I can do that. And as I've done that, all of a sudden this door opens, and then that door leads to another, and that door leads to another, and and so as I have followed Christ in the small things of life. Um, I mean, doors have opened up to me that I really weren't knocking on. Mm. And they've been far better than maybe the temporary dreams that I might have been kind of wrestling with. Okay, I think I can do this, I can do this. He has just opened up my life. And it's been open doors that I look back and say, wow, wow. And, And it came from... Uh, just taking on the very nature of God yeah. And not so much reaching a goal and that's so, so much different than
0: so many other pieces of advice out there yeah, like you said yeah, you know yeah. Lewis McLean, not your guru but you should listen to him right um, I think that's so
1: good you're just saying yeah, you just stumbled into the next thing if, if I, I really do believe that, that God has this unbelievable plan. Scripture, after scripture says this, his ideas are so far higher than ours. And so I think somewhere along the line, I relaxed with that and I said, you know, I'm good. I'm good with whatever you got planned. And so I'll do what you choose and direct me to do today. One of the weird things I I remember—I don't know why this popped into my head. No, I like it. But about 20 years ago, I was sitting at the church, and I was saying, "I'm I'm wanting to do some big stuff for God." And God, I'm just laying this day to you. Help me make some plans for the next five years here at BFC. And as I was kind of wrestling that with that in my office, uh, he said, "Um, "Why don't you go to lunch?" (laughs) <laughs> and so I went to lunch, and as I was getting to the lunch, I was driving down in MacArthur, heading south toward 39th, and uh, and he said, Pay attention to this lady over here, and it's a little lady with a kind of a sailor's hat on, and uh, and you can kind of tell fears on her face. And, and our windows were rolled down, and I said— can I help you? And we're driving down, 35 miles an hour. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm lost. I said, pull over, pull over. I- I'll help you. And we both pull over there on MacArthur, and I get on my car and I go talk to her And jump so she So she was in her car next. She to was you. in a car and okay, next. Okay, we're going it. down. We're going down the road, 35 I'm about miles to see an hour her speed now. And so now we've we've stopped, and she said, I'm confused. I'm lost. I don't know how to get where I need to go. And she told me where she needed to go. And, I said, um, I tell you what, uh, you just follow me, you just follow me. And then when we get close, there'll be one left turn and then, then you'll be where you need to go. And so uh, 15 minutes later, she found where she needed to be and I turned around and drove uh, back to the office. He said, Lewis, this is God talking to me. That's the most important thing you're going to accomplish today. You were an answer." to that lady's prayer. And because you listen to me, that's the way you're to live. That, <laughs> and that's
0: you. Like that. <laughs> that is Lewis in a full, uh, like uh, one little story uh, that you'll probably have thousands mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, it's just, mm-hmm. you're so quick to no. get to like, just no. jump on and help people. And I wanna be more like that. Mm. I, I don't feel like I have that trait. Many times, <laughs> Lewis, I remember in college, I did some student uh, organization things, student Uh government stuff. And I remember we'd get to an event and I'd say, okay, let me find the hardest job here. And at the end of the night, I'm gonna make sure I avoid that with everything in (laughs) it. That was literally me. Here was the thing though, it's like God, his sense of humor would always kick in I would end up getting <laughs> appointed and have to be the person so it wasn't like I had this goodwill, like I'm going to take the hardest job it was it was like Jonah you know running <laughs> from it and I ended up having to do it anyway you know um, probably because everybody else was avoiding it but you that's mm-hmm. what you do you know you look out and and so what I'm hearing is I love this we have in a, we're haven't we in the beginning part of yeah. kind of what Pestrick talked about and you're just saying hey one of the ways that you can really lean into an overcomer life when following jesus is is listening to the words of Mm -hmm. hey man plans his ways but god directs his paths i'm always planning my ways and then six months later they change because the way that god's having things change uh when jesus says hey don't worry You know, everything I've talked about this with Pastor Rick, but like everything that you are hoping for or whatever or you need, I'm going to provide, especially your needs. You know, if you lean into me and trust me, Uh, I don't want to take too much time, but I'll say even in 2020, um, I have been someone that. Most of my days, I wake up with some kind of motivational quote in my head. I'm ready to go. You know, yes. I'm ready to get after it. I want to work hard. I want to think of new ideas. I want. I could have 13 new ideas by lunch. You know, uh, I could start the next thing. I get it going. What? It, like that's always how I've been. And this summer. Um, was the first time we had a couple things, you know, personally that kind of we didn't, weren't expecting, M and I, and then um, just COVID and so many different things. Everyone was trying to figure out how to do their job better and, and we were shifting around and, um, and then just feeling like I don't have much to offer. And this isn't it's a pity party, but I just, <laughs> it was the first time in my life, I would say in June when I woke up and I felt foggy, mm. I felt, i'm not myself i don't feel like an overcomer and i've never been depressed i wasn't in that moment but right then i would have always been a little um not not skeptical i I believe depression is a real thing but i've always been like well just pull yourself up by the bootstraps whatever and this was the first time that i felt like oh i see how it could happen i Mm. see how it doesn't mean someone's weak you know it just they're they feel foggy um and by the grace of God, you know, literally just st- he just kept pouring into me and seeking, you know, him and all that. Um, what, has there been a moment for you where maybe that's kind of happened
1: and you've mm-hmm. felt like, hey, I believe I can yeah. be an overcomer, but I'm feeling overcome. Yeah. I, I think um, as I look back on it, God has usually, um, I would use the word preparation. He, he was preparing me for the next open door. In some ways, God has prepared me for the next open door by taking maybe um, my passion or maybe to put me in, in a kind of a uncomfortable well, this is not the right place to be, and and when I'm when I'm there, I remember between right before I started working in ministry, there was about three or four months where I just knew hospital administration was not fulfilling to me at that point, and I just you know what what do I do? What do I do? And it's like God said, you know, let's not rush to the next open door. Matter of fact, I'm going to prepare your heart for what's coming, and there was. Uh, about three months where it was dry and it was it was it was just keep on seeking me keep on seeking me keep on seeking me and and so when the door came open it was like you know a person offered me the job and they said well I know you need to pray about this He said I God has been preparing me for this open door for three, four months. I feel, I don't even have to pray about it. It's like, I can feel this is what God has been getting me ready for. Yeah. And so the dry times uh, in between are not bad. Matter of fact, it might be some of the best growing times in in our lives, closeness with God. Man, I I agree with that. I think that,
0: Even this year, like that turnaround of being like, you know, I think that's what changed. I'm all over the place, but helped change my perspective a little bit, and that's why this year I've gone into it. Hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna live the Lewis way. I'm gonna invest in each day. I don't yeah. have to worry what's gonna happen in May. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen in August, you know. And a lot of people are living there with, for other reasons. A lot of people have a lot of fears. You and I talked about it yeah. this morning. Um, yeah. people are letting so much noise of, of politics just live in their minds and their hearts. And we always say, We you know, you gotta be informed, you gotta know what's going yeah. on, but you can't let trash into your your right. art and life, for that's gonna be what's coming out as well, right? Absolutely. So, let's talk about, um, you're so pastoral in this way. Let's say someone's listening and they are like, Hey, I'm in this dry season, but Lewis, I don't have any relationship with God. I don't know. How, where do you begin to think of trusting God in prayer? This seems foreign to me, you know, yeah. but yet maybe they're in that dry. I'm feeling overcome, whatever. What, what would be the next steps for them? You yeah. know, and maybe we don't know them yet, but someone send them this podcast. Like how can they, lean into god if this is their first
1: time ever giving it a go yeah um, don't do something that's just totally weird for you probably find something that's totally natural um what do you do right now uh, do, you, do you do you enjoy going for a walk at the park do you enjoy riding your bicycle do you um do you enjoy reading um He's probably going to use the things that you, your your natural rhythms, even right now. And so for me, I I noticed that there were some very significant times where I I drew close and kind of understood and could hear God uh, by just going for walks. Um, My wife and I, uh, we were kind of facing our first pregnancy. And, um, and so we made it a habit to, uh, we didn't have any money, uh, to meet at a local park, have uh, our sack lunch, eat the sack lunch. And then we were walking around the park for about 45 minutes and just uh, talking to God with our eyes open. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. and, and so, uh, you know, that way when we pass someone, we kind of stop talking to God, you know, and be kind of quiet. And then we'd start talking to him again. But we, we have our eyes open and I would just say, Lord, you know, we're getting ready to um, have this baby. We want to pray that you would bless this baby. And then we'd walk a little bit longer and we'd kind of listen and, and then Rita would say something to God about the baby. And, and as we started doing these walks, we found out, you know, um, he started just kind of directing us. And that was kind of new for us. And, and after a few weeks, he said, you know, uh, don't pray for the baby anymore. Pray for you to be parents mm. to this baby. And, and a few months later, we had, we had Curtis, Sweet C. And, uh, and we found out that during that time, uh, he wanted to teach us how to be the perfect parent for the boy he was giving us. And so uh, not to pray that it would be, you know, yeah, everyone tries to pray. Well, we want to have a healthy, normal child. There's no such thing as normal, I found out. <laughs> yeah, me, anybody, right? <laughs> There's Any- no such thing as normal. Nobody's normal. That's right. And, and so, um, I, so I think for us, just going for a walk was natural. Uh, or if, like when I ride my bike, I get on there and, and, uh, and I, I tune out everything and I'm just listening. So start with just what comes natural for you to get away
0: I think that's so good so I think that a lot of times maybe if someone so if this person is just hey I'm not involved in the church church is scaring me I was yeah. hurt by the church yeah. they said I had to do it a certain way whatever yeah. uh you know you're taught you got to have 30 father gods in your prayer you know you got to open it up with the robust god of the nations right like no instead of <laughs> this conversation yeah. of uh I think if you're doing you know are you messing around in your garden are you on a run mm-hmm. are you on your bike and if this is the first time you're like ever trying to talk with God, I think literally you just say, hey, you know, I haven't done this before, but God, I, I'm, I'm in this spot. Yeah. I would sure love to feel you, to know that yeah. your grace is there, that your love is around mm-hmm. me. Um, can you help? Can you open up yeah. a door? and you might think it's a coincidence, but I, yeah. I i promise you probably in the next week or two, some kind of thing is going to happen. Where He's going to show up. Yeah. He will show up. And uh, I feel, ri- yeah. It's just so, comp- I mean, that's what we believe. And I know he'll do it. He's done it for us, yeah. you know? And so I think that's good. And I just want to encourage you. Even, you could be skeptical of everything Lewis and I have said and believe. And you can say, well, you guys just have chosen uh, a good outlook on life. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and we're going to lean into that because we've seen God be faithful. And we yeah. encourage you to do that. And so even if you're skeptical, I'd say give it a try, you yeah. know? Um, and, and what's the alternative? That's mm-hmm. what you and I were talking about right before yeah. we started. I, if I have the option, I'm, I'm going to go for it, you know? Yes. Um, so let's lean in. Yeah. We're, we're This is great. We're flying okay. through it. Um, yeah. I want to at least talk about this part. You know, Pastor Rick talked about a lot of different things. He used Paul as an illustration. That's a mm-hmm. guy in scripture who wasn't a Christian at all, turned into a Christian, became one of the main leaders of, of God's church in the beginnings, and uh, was also beat up a lot, tortured. Um, a lot of religious leaders mm-hmm. of different sects didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had, to, he had to fight through. And uh, Pastor Rick reminded us that your ability to be an overcomer depends m- majorly on what you're aiming for. And so Paul was not aiming for recognition, mm. and he wasn't aiming for a problem-free life. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how have you seen this play out in your life? Yeah. And, and what are some
1: examples? Um, I, I think uh, about 15 years ago, uh, I, I realized um, at a coffee shop, I was sitting there and we were doing some reading. And, and I think I'd learned a lot of things during the years, but uh, a significant thing happened there. And, um, and it's like God's spirit said, you know, uh, you got to change the way you think. And I said, well, what do you mean change the way I think? And I said, uh, you spend way too much of your energy uh, trying to please people. Mm. You, just, you just, that should not be the target is yeah. pleasing people. I mean, it's, there's, you don't go out and displease people. I mean, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. but, but he knew I'd lean way, way, way heavy. To to trying to please people all the time, and it was controlling me. And he said, "Let me teach you. Let me teach you the freedom that I want you to experience. Um, you are not me. You are not made to be a slave to um, the opinions of other people." And so I began to allow God to show me uh, specifically when someone would call, and. Uh, Asked me to do something, and I already had thirty things on my schedule, and I just felt God's spirit say, "No, this is not a priority for you." Yeah. And and it was really hard for me to say no, you know. And he said, "You learn you learn to say yes to me," and and I'm not saying you tell everyone no and you don't try to you know uh, work with people, but if you try to please me. We'll take care of everything else. It'll it'll take care of, matter of fact, your life will be much more free, much more relaxed. Um, You won't be so uptight and you will enjoy a rhythm of living that Mm. you are made to live. And so, so I have been practicing that and I've got a hundred percent there, but I think I've made it. Seventy six percent. Seventy six percent. So I'm, I'm, I'm really changing, yeah. And it's changed who I am. And I think Rita's noticed that, and some other people have noticed that in a good way. Yeah, I love that, Lou. Um,
0: man, I had a couple thoughts when you were talking because it was just so good. But like, I think that one way out of that. Hey, how can I not be so much of a people pleaser? It's hard, like, especially your disposition of, mm-hmm. hey, I want to help people. I want people to know that they're loved by me. You can yeah. feel like you have to say yes to everything, right? Um, I, Brighton, you know, yes, uh, yes. one of my best friends and, and pastor on staff now, he, one of the years and in prior years and i don't think he'll care me sharing the story but he was kind of saying hey i want to work on this yeah. i love people i care about them but I, I people pleasing is killing me um and he just said i i'm gonna need help and i said hey this is perfect let me be the guy when you when i call and ask you a favor just say no even if you can say yes Practice it. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Like, literally. Like, I have really thick skin when it comes to that stuff. Like, so say no to me to get the practice under your belt. And there was a couple times he did, you know. Um, And did I beat him up for it? Sure. But, you know, uh, he was able to get some practice there. So I would say find that person um, that, that loves you more than they love you. You pleasing them, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that will, and tell them, hey, I need you to be my no person. I'm gonna say no to you when you ask me for something because I need to grow that muscle, you know. Yes. And uh, I think that that that'll help. I think it might have helped brighten. I don't know. We'll have to ask him yeah. one of these days. But <laughs> the other thing I was gonna say, when yeah. it comes to God and that thing of you, God saying, hey Lou, if you work on pleasing me, your life's gonna be better. When we hear like obedience and pleasing to God. It can sometimes be like, oh, I'm the slave. No, no, no. Anything that you do, To please God. Like God has created, divinely inspired everything to where when you're pleasing him, like you said, it makes your life better. This isn't prosperity gospel. This is kingdom life. It is when we lean in to Jesus, it is he's going to make us make our life better and he's going to make us better at life. I love that line. And so it's not just about, well, I got to do this. Like I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to suffer through this. No, no, no. I believe that the grace gets poured out and it's just, hey, this is, I can't imagine uh, not living this way ever again like yeah. this is incredible right Yes. I don't know that's just what I've seen and that's how mm-hmm. I've lived and I, I want to continue to live into that that's the whole point of why this podcast is the Beyond Podcast yeah. Jesus offers a life beyond
1: anything that we can imagine I believe it yes I um. You know, I I was kind of a little bit about this oh in a sermon a couple weeks ago. That sermon, if you guys haven't
0: heard Lewis' sermon, it was phenomenal. (laughs) One of the best sermons
1: I've ever heard. Bethany Naz
0: dot slash watch Lewis McLean first sermon of the year. It fired me up. I left at the end. I'm sorry I cut you off, but you just literally never, never, never give up. I'm (laughs) I'm about to march out of here right now. All right, go ahead.
1: (laughs) But I think, uh, you know, I I learned a whole different. Perspective of obedience. If we embrace those truths of forgiving people, of uh, loving people, of serving people, of of um, not being selfish, uh, there there are so many. I mean. You know, when you pray, don't do it for attention. When you when you're generous, don't do it for attention. I mean, there there's some some principles there that you say, you know, because I, I, I love God, I, I just think He loves me so much. He's wanting to give me some clues to how to live my life and how to live with other people in, in a way that, that we are made. To live yeah and so' it's, it's not so much obedience that you know wrong right it's that obedience is hey let me give you some insight that will be unbelievable um, your marriage will be blessed um, your family will be blessed your your wherever you work uh, it'll be blessed I mean as you as you learn some of these things I'm teaching you so I'm, I'm learning that my goodness all this is because I'm loved all these, these guidances, these, these powerful, powerful laws, um, are given to me because he loves me. Yeah, man, that's so good. So, uh, we'll get close to
0: wrapping it up, but I combined with that is I've talked about this idea of being an enhancer. Mm. You know, uh, the person that comes in they enhance the room. Yes, that's you. Uh, Mm. And I think that was Jesus. And I think that the closer we get to Jesus, the more we become that enhancer. Yes, the person that lights up the room when they walk in, not when they walk out. Yeah. And uh, those are the things of when you live in obedience. That's the stuff. That's the outcome. That's the fruit. It's Mm. not. You know, we already just nailed it, but you know, it's this idea of hey, God is going to open doors, He's going to continue to move us in the right direction. I, I don't know. Is there anything else yet you on your mind? I mean, there was a lot in yeah. the sermon yesterday. I would, I would say, Hey, if you're interested, if you haven't heard it, um, yeah. if you want to send it to a friend, uh, pastor Rick preached such a great message yeah. and, uh, you can find that Bethany as.org. Uh, what's something hit us with a little bit of encouragement. That was the final one for our overcomer series. And, uh, hit us with a one, two minute tag of just get me fired up. Coach hit me, well, hit me with it. Uh,
1: today um, God has an unbelievable kingdom part that I'm supposed to be a part of and and I get to be an answer to someone's prayer like the little lady in the car uh, I as I join in and as I'm looking at okay God I, I want to be like you and I want to go where you're working and, and maybe you're working ahead of me. Uh, can I just embrace that so much that um, you would lead me to where you're getting ready to do something that's big. I, I have a friend, Stadius, and when I run into people, I say, well, how can I meet their needs? And he said, oh my, I, the first thing I do is that I pray. I, I sit down and pray with them. And and so basically it's saying God can fix a person. God can fix a situation so much better than Lewis McLean can. So why don't I just join in? Why don't I just join in with what he's doing instead of making all the plans myself. Yeah, that's so
0: good. So just saying, hey, there's already a train moving. Let me just hop on it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Lewis, thanks for taking the time with us today. And uh, we believe, Lewis and I are big believers, that a life with Jesus is beyond... Anything we can imagine, right? And uh, we want everyone to be a part of this life and uh, you can either feel completely overcome or you can be an overcomer. And we think a huge step in that is uh, living day to day in the meantime with Jesus. And so thanks for listening. And uh, we encourage you to continue to hear every week to
1: check out the sermons on Sundays and uh, to share with your friends. All right, thanks guys.